you know that Bobby and I live in New York City. If there's anything we like talking about other than like, you know, what are the hot restaurants? It's apartments. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. I could talk about apartments for hours. <laughs> Where? What's in it? What do you want? How much? Landlords. Blah, what are your blah, mandatories? Blah. Laundry and building? Oh my God, you have a washer and dryer in the unit? Never heard of such a thing. Oh my goodness. I don't need it. But you know what I do need? Dishwasher. You and I do need... Oh, I take a dishwasher. I take a dish. Uh, actually, yeah, I take a dishwasher over a washer and dryer in a heartbeat. In a in washer a, dryer in a New any York day. minute, baby. Any day. Do you need a balcony? No, I find balconies overrated. I think they're a scam. I think balconies are a scam to make people feel like they have extra value. Maybe you're like, no carpets. Maybe you're like, I need hard floors. Maybe you're like, I have a pet. I need somewhere to put my pet. These are all the things that you need to know when you're looking for an apartment. And using apartments.com means you can filter in and filter out whatever you want Mm -hmm. and you don't want when you're searching for apartments. And that is crucial. Features like favorites has the listings that stood out to you so you can revisit them and won't lose what could be an amazing future home. Visit apartments.com. The place... To find a place. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Who Weekly is seven years old this week. We turned seven this week on Wednesday, two days ago. Wow, I never thought that I'd have a seven-year-old. Seven years and two days old. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. Wow. Wow. Seven years old. Seven years old, twice a week. You know, we're almost at, we're like around 700 episodes too. I don't know how that like syncs up, but if you. (laughs) Because we weren't always twice a week. We used to be once a week. Then we were twice a week. If you work in the Patreons. I swear we're 700. it's it's, it's really more than 700 bananas. it's like cuckoo bananas it's more than 700 you know those apps that are like you've been watching tv for like 45 years of your life you know i, feel I like refuse could, to use that app we should I have refuse one to use that app we should have one for who weekly it's like you've been listening to who weekly for like three years <laughs> straight in any case i didn't get us anything <laughs> there was no time <laughs> i didn't get us anything either how does that work how do you get something i, I don't know i paid our taxes that's something me too me too okay. Me too. Love those quarterlies. Okay, this is so boring. But happy birthday to us. Congratulations to all of you for getting this for seven years. Thank you to Timmy for keeping the last year and change as good as it is. A float. I don't know. Yeah. A float. Plus, are all because of all of you. So, yeah. God, this is such a better breaking news than me reading the headline. Hayden Panettiere returns as Kirby in Scream 6 trailer. Watch now. Did you see her haircut? It's a terrible haircut. I, I didn't think it was that bad. It just looks, it looks too dated. It looks too weird. It's like, I'm not sure where, I'm not sure what decade she looks from. You wanted the original Kirby Pixie cut? You, I'm sorry, yeah, you were I'm waiting a... for that to come back? That would have looked even more dated. Her haircut in the original Scream 4, in the original Scream 4, in the original Scream 4 is iconic. Although I guess you do want something as striking and this is striking. They gave her that Jennifer Aniston a little bit. They gave her the Rachel, which I thought was fun. What do you call that? The beachy wave is that what you were calling it what do you call that no, kind just, of wave it's just like a, a long bob kind of a bob wave a waved bob a something. waved bob it's a waved bob that's what it that's is that's like you you in another room waving oh guys come sit here <laughs> what did i send you the other day it's like she's she's eating disgusting salad dressing and giving bob and i was like save this to your desktop it's, it was a, it's bethany frankel <laughs> It's it's a meme of Bethany Frankel eating a salad. It says, let me pour this nasty dressing and serve Bob. <laughs> and you said, save this to desktop, Bob. <laughs> I found it on one of those um, really good, which I feel like keeps the internet alive. Maybe the only good thing left on Twitter are those Twitter accounts that only tweet um, like reaction photos and gifs and videos so you can find them again. So like they're easy to find. Because you know? because the, their because their copy, their tweet copy is extremely descriptive. So you can well, just they're search giving for it and SEO. Find it. Mm-hmm. It's modern day SEO. So it'll be like Bethany Frankel Housewives Bob giving salad dressing disgusting eating. Like it's so so all you need to do is like kind of vaguely remember what the meme was. Search mm-hmm. giving blob giving Bob and then there she is. Yeah. Anyways. The full caption is Bethany Frankel, let me pour this nasty dressing and serve Bob Skinny Girl, Real Housewives of New York, R H O N Y, Jaw Lady. Jaw Lady? Jaw. 
Okay. Sorry. I just, I hope you save that to desktop for later. I expect to see no, it I, like randomly in like a year or something. I literally did. Yeah. Let me pour this nasty dressing and serve Bob. <laughs> me at a dinner party <laughs> at at Lindsay's house. <laughs> Although, but you make good dressing. Oh my God. I, I would never serve enough. you nasty salad dressing. You would only serve, serve me good dressing. I would serve you I mean, other nasty things, but I do know how to make salad dressing. I feel like that's like lesson one. Talk Speaking to of Julia Child or whatever. Did you know there's a second season of Julia? Why? <laughs> That's, that's I saw I that. About that when I was watching that's The Last of Us. Say. When I was watching The Last of Us, I sp- I deliberately <laughs> didn't skip. I didn't <laughs> skip the intro because I was like, "Ooh, I love HBO promos. I have for decades." Second and then season. Julia <laughs> season two, I said, "There's a second season of that." <laughs> I almost texted you, but it was I like, paused. Oh, it was like midnight. I was just like, <laughs> "They canceled so many shows, but they're giving Julia a second season." <laughs> I was, was kind of cracking up. Maybe they're reusing like old Westworld sets to save money. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, does Julia cost Ooh, $4? Can you imagine Julia saying Rehoboam? <laughs> like, they canceled F-Boy Island and they're keeping another season of Julia. You tell she's me iconic, how that makes though. sense. How does I that make sense? I what her name is, but she's my favorite. She's number one. Who, the she's lady iconic. who plays Julia? Yeah, Happy Valley Lady. She's iconic. Oh, I'll never remember okay, her name. Whatever. She, Fine. Her last name is extremely British. It's like, well, she got. Sure. It's like she got a second season for a biopic that's already ha- like wait, uh, why? What's going on? Julia Child will return. <laughs> S- speaking of nasty salad dressing, did you see that the Newman's Own logo changed? No. When it went from like it went from I like buy that rustic and old dressing. looking. No, I, I don't buy Newman's Own salad dressing either, but it's like a major part of like every grocery store. And I, know. I saw that the logo's different. And they, they changed him from, like, looking like a farmer in those clothes to looking like a chef. And I find it, like, very strange. I texted it to you. No, they gave him a chef's apron. They took him from, like, like, a button-down, like, in the farm to, oh, I'm, oh. I'm Ray Fiennes in the menu. Oh, I hate this. But they Isn't also, like, took his kind of, like, vintage, like, you know, Bob Ross appeal. And they gave him, like, a life Etsy, like, let me draw your pet sketching situation here. Oh, I hate this. Also, Isn't it awful? how am I supposed to know who that man is? Random chef. Well, it says Newman's own above it. <laughs> also, I love that they went from 100% profits to charity to let's give it all away, which is more obscured, meaning mm-hmm. maybe 100% profits do not go to charity anymore. And they're like, oh, they know. Let's just write, let's give it all away, and we'll give whatever we want to charity. I don't think that that actually changed, but it does suggest that something changed. I think it's hideous. Whatever. Don't buy the salad dressing, even though the profits go to charity. <laughs> make your own. Their green goddess is good. And give it to charity. I'll make my own salad dressing and I'll bring right. it to Right. I actually think that charity. salad dressing is one of the world's biggest scams. You got to make your own salad dressing. Oh, my God. No okay, offense to Paul Newman. Here? It's how so expensive. Here? Just how make it yourself. Here? Yeah, and then it just sits in your fridge for decades. I think I have, like, bottles as old as this podcast in there. <laughs> I have one of those bottles that I got because it was really cheap. It was like it was like three for the price of one or something, and two of them are still sitting in the fridge. And it's like, it was like it's like an Asiago cheddar, Asiago like Caesar, no which I yeah, feel like and... there's no way that's still good. Having to throw away a glass bottle filled with like a sauce that's in your fridge is like one of the most daunting tasks known to man. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. It's just staying in the back of this drawer. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with comments. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, not me screaming uh, at you through your podcast about Ray Ann Graff, Angela Chase's best friend on my so-called life. AJ Langer is back. His name. She's married to royalty. Okay, crunch, crunch, bye. AJ Langer, Ray Ann Graff, she's the one that lived in the castle. Great Delisle married Murray Hammond of the old 97. Not as interesting. All of them went to Chatsworth High, along with Val Kilmer. Not at the same time. Crunch, crunch. Um, you probably know many people are telling you this, but it's AJ Langer, um, who played, or Ray Ann Graff, on my so-called life, who lives in a castle. Um, hashtag, bad girls done good. Oh, no. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Uh, It is before 6 a.m. on the West Coast, and I was just in the elevator of my building yelling, Ray-Ann, 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 because A.J. Langer, who played Ray-Ann Graff on Life of a Life, is the one who is married to a prince. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. The person you're thinking of, the TV actress who now lives in a castle, is A.J. Langer, who played Ray-Ann Graff on My So-Called Life. 
she is some sort of duchess or something. Crunch, crunch. Pausing you because I'm screaming at the um, radio as you're coming through my Bluetooth. Um, so you may actually already know this by the time um, the pod ends. Um, Rayanne from my so-called life married a prince. That's the 90s sidekick you're thinking of. Is it A.J. Langer? Was that her real name? Um, I don't remember, but Rayanne did. Bye. Crunch, crunch. Hey, who them? Hey, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. We had to pause the pod to say it's A.J. Langer um, from My So-Called Life. She was a sidekick to Claire Danes, and she married an earl, the Earl of Gaventry. Uh, Women don't belong in balloons. Bye. I don't know how those calls are going to be edited together because you're editing this episode, but Mm, there were over 50 calls of people saying A.J. Langer is yeah, the friend from a sitcom who lives I in a castle. That. I wasn't far, though, I would say, even though it's been weeks since I made this reference. I did no. say, like, the friend on a show like that. <laughs> I would say Roxanne from My So-Called Life is not too far Ray-Ann. away, you know? Rayanne. What's her name? Rayanne. Rayanne. Well, Rayanne and Six have extremely similar vibes and aesthetics. So yes. I think that your confusion makes total sense. We wrote letters. We rendezvoused in New York a month later. We had a romantic second date. And then I think the next one was we went to Scotland. We had a great time. And then he said, do you want to go by my parents? And I'm like, wow, okay, really? We drive up to this house, and it's obviously a castle. And I'm like, what? At the time, AJ had no clue what she was in for. Where I come from, this is not normal. Hey, Lindy, Bobby, Timmy, long time, medium time. I had to pause the pod because my friend's actually a publicist for Coldstone, and she was there at the Critics' Choice Coldstone Gate, and she had she told me she wanted me to share some like behind the scenes special info after this week's episode. So first thing first, because contrary to popular belief, celebrities were not forced or bribed to stand in front of the Coldstone step and repeat, which she says may be shocking given how thrilled Andrew Garfield looked to be there um, to the ones that weren't photographed in front of the wall or because the public had said no so they have, they have to secure the like sweet cold stone money first. She said that Amanda Seyfried actually wanted her photo taken in front of the step repeat but her publicist like immediately stepped into the frame and like wouldn't let her so all the photos were unusable. Um, she said she also wanted to help debunk the gold cup theory for y'all. <laughs> she said, unfortunately the ones the gold cups were not edible but um, there was a like bar in the basement where they could actually order real ice cream. I asked if there was any crazy orders and she didn't really have anything to share, but so she can confirm that celebrities are usually not fed at the red carpet, which we all know. Um, so they're literally starving and Angela Bassett was so hungry that she stopped at the bar and stole a handful of almonds directly out of the display jar. Um, so hope that answers some of the burning questions we had about the cold stone critics choice step and repeat. Um, yeah, this is a very exciting time for me and for her. So crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. God, that is so exciting for all of us involved in this. I hope you saw the the um, official Sean Penn shout out to her, the comments. There were some celebrities stepping into the quote unquote shade room there and well, actually into the <laughs> official Sean Penn room the official Sean Penn. and commenting like, oh, I said fuck this or it was ridiculous. And I was like, I feel like you missed an opportunity not posing on that Seth thing. Rogen said no. Seth Rogen said, I'm not doing that. I thought you were a comedian, sir. <laughs> sir? You sir? can take a funny photo in the Cold Stone Creamery step and repeat? Yeah, what, you're too good to eat it, to have, gotta have it, love it, like it? What is it? Love it, like it, gotta have it? You're too good to gotta, to gotta have it? Bitch? Sorry. I, First you word. love Seth Rogen. I really though. like Seth Rogen. I know. I'm sorry. I just, I know. The reason this call tickles me so much is it's like, uh-huh. We don't really get many calls with celebrity gossip, nor do we really solicit them. We don't want calls about celebrity gossip. That's not really what this show is. But if you ever want to send us, like, send it to Dumois, fine. If you ever want to send us celebrity gossip or you want to want to figure out, like, whether or not the celebrity gossip you have is appropriate for Who Weekly, Amanda Seyfried wanting to take a photo in front of the Cold Stone Step and repeat, but being told no by her publicist is exactly the category of gossip I want. <laughs> it's, you're right. That's exactly literally it. 
Amanda saying, literally. no, but I want to do this. And her publicist is going, yeah. Amanda, no, you have, a, you have a reputation. Amanda, Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, totally, 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 totally. That's totally, totally, totally. awesome. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. This is Kate Morrow. Long time, second time. The last time I called was in November 2017. You asked what I felt about the comments my mother made about the cell tower to be constructed at Richard Gears Inn in Bedford. While I love and respect my mother, I disagree with her stance on this issue. The proposed cell tower is a necessary infrastructure project that will greatly benefit the community. It will provide better and more reliable cellular service to residents and businesses in the area. My sister Patricia and I love your podcast. You may also know Patricia by her very funny name, Rooney Mara. Okay, love you, Crunch Crunch. I, I can't. One of the weirdest I forgot that. I forgot that Rooney Mara regularly, or Kate Mara, who is it? It's Kate. I forget that Kate regularly calls this podcast. <laughs> and I, I, I keep forgetting she sounds like that. It's so crazy. It's really weird. As, as Kate said, she hasn't called in since 2017. I'm an idiot. I thought that this was like Kate Mara having a gag, but it's just, I mean, I thought Cheryl was Cheryl. I'm kind of gullible. Hello, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. All right. Madonna's world tour announcement video. The guests to her deranged dinner party. Do you think it was a real dinner party? Uh, list the guests from Who to Them. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Women don't belong in balloons. We'll never know, actually know how any of them ended up there, to be very clear. Mm-hmm. But we could take a guess. We could take a guess. I did a quick little search to see if they all shared an agent or manager or... <laughs> you know agency i don't think no, so they don't they don't but also caper lance and a league of their own i so, like i think there are little connections i think so, that there are a little like i think that it's truly just like people madonna kind of probably likes i think that madonna does not know the people there that she doesn't know but who i but my who i think and i i'd i'd, I'd say i'm 80 percent sure about this one I think Amy Schumer, Madonna knows, and I think Amy Schumer was the one that said, "Let me fill up this table with some cool comedians for you." And Amy I Schumer, think Amy Madonna Schumer trusts. said, "Caperland, Meg, Larry." I think that was all Amy Schumer, and then I think the rest was genuinely Madonna, because I think mm-hmm. only Madonna would be like, "Get Lil Wayne at the table." You know what I mean? That's part of Madonna's like worldview. I just want to make sure you all know why you're here. Yes. In this room, all bets are off. This is tough. Amy Schumer. Oh. Truth or dare? Dare, bitch. Wow, starting off with a dare. I want you to show me, with this spread, how you lick your husband's asshole. (laughs) I mean, butthole. I think we're done. I think we're done here. Oh, my God. What's happening? Nope. So maybe we structure this conversation as who which of these people did madonna know before they were sitting at the table where she announced her celebration world world tour so you're saying she probably didn't know meg stalter or kate berlant i think that kate berlant there's a possibility there because i think Mm. madonna was probably intrigued by a league of their own i think she probably has no sense of who kate berlant is because she was in a league of the original league of her own yeah of course i i don't know iconically and i think she knows it exists i think she knows maybe uh um broad city girlies i think she probably is aware of the creators maybe mm-hmm. but i think I, that she knew who lil wayne was i think she knew who judd apatow was i think mm-hmm. she knew who amy schumer was and jack black i even think she knew who bob the drag queen was i, I think you're giving her a lot of credit <laughs> okay well then who do <laughs> have you, you think- seen what she's done with her music rate lately <laughs> and her I, I don't know maybe i'm being unfair to madonna but, you know. Of the people who were here, Eric Andre, Kate Berlant, Meg Stalter, Jack Black, Amy Schumer, Bob the Drag Queen, Diplo, Lil Wayne, Judd Apatow, and Larry Owens, who do you think Madonna knew before they were seated at her table? I think Madonna obviously knows who Lil Wayne is, Diplo, because they're in music. I think Madonna knows who Jack Black is because he's a movie star. I think Madonna knows who Amy Schumer is because she's also a movie star. I think Madonna probably has met Eric Andre at an event or something like that. So she knows who he is. I think Madonna is familiar with with RuPaul's Drag Race very much so. But I wouldn't say Madonna knows who Bob the Drag Queen is. But I'm sure that Madonna, you know, has been made, made aware of Bob the Drag Queen. I think Madonna does not know who Larry Owens, Meg Stalter, or Kate Berlant is. <laughs> um, I, sorry, I just don't. And I, but I think that, like, 
this this achievement of this video is how varied and interesting and random this group is because the whole thing is it's supposed to be a shout out to the Truth or Dare, literally the yeah, Truth it's a or parody. Dare documentary when they played Truth or Dare with her dancers, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's like kind of random people. Madonna, Truth or Dare. Dare. What? Dare. Um, show us with that bottle how you give head. Stand up and come down on it. You're not asking the question, motherfucker. I will say this also kind of represents the like change in Madonna where these are not random people. These are other celebrities and Madonna. Yeah. I don't know if Madonna's met a random person in years. I'm sorry. Like, I just, mm -hmm. I don't know. Has Madonna met a random person recently? I don't know. What's sort of like, uh, hmm? it's not ironic. What's notable about this, her revisiting Truth or Dare over 30 years later, is that the people who, whom she plays Truth or Dare with in that movie in that documentary were her like background dancers her friends her like choreographers and a lot of the people in that movie ended up suing her and like yeah their really? relationships wow. were completely destroyed so it's like yeah. that like if you th there's an argument to be made that that movie was sort of the beginning and the end of madonna feeling comfortable with kind of quote-unquote normies and mm -hmm. so it makes sense that in her revisiting this sort of vibe it's just famous people like there's no pretense it's not like these aren't my best friends they're just famous people you know this is my course correction she's really lost all kind of you know vulnerability i guess yeah or sincerity. right and there's no right and if you know i mean obviously who, who's surprised but there's the like transition into like truth or dare dare go on <laughs> tour and it's like yeah obviously this that was the concept of the entire the entire thing right and it's just funny yeah. to see it toned down. It's it's the original. It's Madonna. That is Madonna. But in Truth or Dare, she's like, give this bottle a blowjob. Like, show me your dick. It's like. <laughs> right. She does it in this, too. But it's it's so much less, you know. It has to be appropriate whatever. for YouTube. <laughs> right. Although I will say when you see Caperland's face when Madonna and Jack Black start, like, making out, I was like, okay, this is authentic <laughs> to me. Like, this is authentic. This is authentic. No one looks more confused than Meg Stalter though. Meg Stalter is like <laughs> truly has no idea what she's doing there and she's trying to she's trying to like right. enjoy you can tell she's trying to commit it to memory and be like this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me like what is going on but she looks so confused. She's the one who is there like she's the you you know she's the you of it all. Caperland no one makes better faces so that's the answer. I was willing to say that Madonna had a little bit more agency in choosing these people, but I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say that you're probably right. She let one person or a group of people make this decision for her, and that person mm -hmm. was probably Amy Schumer. Because who wouldn't want to be there and do this? And the thing about celebrities is they won't sue you if they, <laughs> because they know what they're signing up for and their people are involved from day one. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to sue. Which we also didn't really explain what the video is. The video is like a five-minute long piece in which they play truth or dare around the table as we said an homage to her, her truth or dare documentary but it ends with the dare being from amy schumer who was kind of the star celebrity which again gives credence to your theory that she was she's responsible kind of the for star people. in the video she's too the star. Right. yeah she says madonna i she's dare you to go star. on tour i dare you to do yeah. a world tour of all of your yeah. greatest hits which she has never yeah. done before which makes this notable it's just crazy that she's packaging i'm excited this truly notable amazing thing that she does not do in one of the most uncomfortable videos that has been released since, yeah, yeah. I can't even think of something. It's you so mean, strange. Since the last video Madonna did, like since like since like the Imagine video. This is so in terms of celebrities getting together and behaving strangely on the camera. This is like Imagine vibes. But what I appreciate about this video is that the celebrities all seem to be aware of the fact that this is giving Imagine vibes. <laughs> they all but seem a little But what I appreciate about this video and about this rollout is that despite the weirdness of it all, the true the the fans, people, I've never seen more excitement. So it mm -hmm. it is kind of to me like everyone is kind of it's irrelevant what Madonna does and acts like at this point it doesn't matter it's like oh Madonna's going on tour and she's doing all of her greatest hits I'm going whatever I'll, yeah. I'll sell my house I'll put I'll get a second <laughs> mortgage so that I can afford this Do you know what I mean like that's to mm -hmm. me what it doesn't even matter she could she could do whatever hi who weekly I just saw these page six photos of Selena Gomez with her rumored alleged new boyfriend Drew Taggart and I was like who is Drew Taggart? Who is that man? And I Googled him and I was like, okay, his face looks sort of familiar. And I was about to call you guys to ask me, like, who asks you, who is he? But then I was like, oh, he's hot chain smokers. So, yeah, um, 
I can only identify him as um, Hot Chainsmokers and not by his actual name. Okay, that's all. Crunch, crunch. Sweetie, he's not Hot Chainsmoker. You got it all wrong. You got it backwards. And I think Selena does too. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> I feel this is like a direct attack. It's like Selena Gomez is going to date the not Hot Chainsmoker. The one that, um, don't forget, cheated on his girlfriend, remember, and got caught by like surveillance footage. I mean, I kind of don't remember, but was that's what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to actually, hold on, let me cut this. A few moments later. No, Lindsay, the hot chain smoker is the one who cheated on his girlfriend and got caught via surveillance footage. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I found this out because I was looking at Betches. Betches.com and Betches.com. I don't know betches, if this is a joke betches, on. I don't know betches. if this is a reference to Who Weekly, but uh-huh. they specifically call Drew Taggart the hot one and Alex Paul the not hot one. And I think that that must be a Who Weekly reference. And they got it fucking backwards. They got it backwards. They got, got it backwards. backwards. Alex is the hot one. Drew, yeah. the one who is currently bowling with Selena Gomez. No, no, currently, but has is you know doing things like bowling with Selena Gomez. I gotta say, Selena Gomez. We've talked about Selena Gomez dating preferences or what you know. T- this makes sense. This makes sense. He recently, most recently dated. I'm not even sure if we mentioned this on the show because we actually don't bring up the Chainsmokers often. By don't design, except like but all the we time. did because of the because of the except like last uh, threesome week? thing. But lately, they've been sort of unavoidable. But Drew Taggart, mm. I don't know if we not hot chain smoker. I don't know that we brought up the fact that he was dating Steve Jobs's daughter Eve, the equestrian. Eve Jobs. They yeah. dated for a few months from September to I guess. Did you now? see she like did something that got a headline? What was it? Like the headlines was like she Eve deleted Jobs, her Instagram. Steve Jobs. <laughs> She deleted her Instagram or deactivated her Instagram, and everyone was like, Eve Jobs deactivates Instagram after Drew Taggart spotted bowling with Selena Gomez or something, oh, you know? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No. So yeah. the Selenators, the Selenators. Go on. The, the who's? The Selenators? The Selenators. The always The Seleniators. The Seleniators. Is it supposed to sound like Senators? Selenators? Seliner. I don't know. The Selenators think that Us Weekly has it all wrong and that Drew and Eve are still together and that Selena mm-hmm. would never and that's just mm-hmm. absolutely untrue but mm-hmm. it seems like this has happened like they were definitely spotted bowling near Regal Essex which is one of the greatest mm. movie theaters in New York City. So, that's so crazy. Did they go see something. a movie at Regal Essex? There's an Us Weekly line that says that they've been hanging out and going to the movies. They go bowling so and go have, to the movies oh my and it God. stands are to reason. Are they movies on Regal Essex? If they're going to Regal Essex... Is, is Selena Gomez a clown card member? <laughs> I hope uh, so. Because I've told you this. I'm just like, oh I just don't... God. Selena Gomez is so fucking famous. I don't see her going to the movies. I just think she's too famous. But if she's going yet, to Regal Essex on the yet, weekdays, no one's yet, there. And yet. So that's what's happening. Mostly we just need to correct the record. This is the not, chain, the not hot chain smoker. Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy, um, short time, first time. Um, I'm calling because I just saw an article pop up about Mr. Feeney, uh, and I don't remember the actor's name, but his wife just wrote a memoir and talked about their um, open relationship in the 70s, and I just can't believe that that's interesting to people. It was before he was even Mr. Feeney. Um, just thought it might be something fun to learn more about. Crunch, crunch. Mr. Feeney of Boy Meets World, a show I never liked, mm. is an actor named William Daniels. Me. He's, I did like he's, him. Yeah. He's still alive. He's in yeah, his he 90s. sure is. Mr. Feeney. It was going to be a millennial clusterfuck when that guy dies, I got to say. <laughs> oh, God. Twitter's just going to, if it exists, Twitter will oh, no. explode or whatever. Oh, no. Mr. Feeney. Yeah, anyways. Okay. Mr. Feeney Sorry. is 95. His I'm wife. I'm trying to think of a, a comparison for you. You know, it's like uh, the guy the guy me. in the fence and uh, the guy through Wilson? the fence. Yeah. Like well, no one knew died. what he looked like. If he died, who wouldn't? <laughs> Imagine having to identify his body at the morgue. It's like, I don't no, know. Bobby, no. <laughs> No. I don't know. No. I don't want to know if he's dead. Don't tell us. You bring a little like Home Depot sample of picket fence so that you can align it against his, his, his eyes. Uh, I think so. I think so. I I 80 90% okay, certain. Okay, all right. Um, all right. All right. So, so Mr. Feeney's still Feeney. alive. 
getting, William Daniels. Getting of, headlines because his wife wrote a memoir. His wife. I mean, Prince Harry, who... The memoir of all memoirs, the memoir that everyone needs to read. Why are we not reading this? Bonnie Bartlett's memoir about about her old husband trying to fuck around in his 70s. (laughs) I mean, I actually do want to read this memoir. After reading Prince Harry's book and being thoroughly disappointed by it, it sucks. We'll talk about it on the Patreon. Oh, Um, I disagree, but we'll get there. Come to the Patreon. William Daniels is the actor. A.K.A. Mr. Feeney. (laughs) I have no connection with them outside of this because he's best known for like theater and being on Saint Elsewhere, a show that aired basically mostly before I was born, before we were born. Um, but you've he heard was the of voice it. of the yeah, and he was famously the voice of the car in Knight Rider. Do you wish further information on Silicon Valley? Hell no! I want to know who you are and how you're listening in. There's no reason for increased volume. I am scanning your interrogatives quite satisfactorily. I am the voice of Knight Industry 2000's microprocessor. K-I-T-T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. No, I don't prefer. And what's more, I don't intend to drive around in a car that talks back to me. So either Devin pulls your plug or you get yourself another driver. All of these famous roles, all these roles of William Daniels would mean something to people generations older than we are, okay? So, like, he was a them in the How 70s and 80s, I would guess. You know, maybe How two generations generation? behind us. Two the Gen generation. Xers, maybe, but I think mostly the boomers. We're talking, like, three a boomer them, okay? Boom, okay. He's been married to this woman, Bonnie Bartlett Daniels, since 1951. They were each uh-huh. other's first relationship they met when she was Uh 18 okay she's a midwestern girl to me she's iconic not because of saying elsewhere which she won emmys for but because she starred in two shows close to my heart one of them little house in the prairie the other one she has one of the most iconic guest star roles on the golden girls i'm i knew this was coming i was like some random lady she's got to have been on the golden girls yeah she is Uh in Uh she is an iconic Hate to say, anti-Semite in the Golden well, Girls. Wait, what? <laughs> Dorothy makes a new friend. The episode is literally called Stop. Dorothy's New Friend. Stop. Dorothy makes Stop. a new friend who is an intellectual, no, with an intellectual novelist based in Miami. And she gets to go to all these literary parties. And then she finds, and Rose and Sophia and Blanche hate her. They hate her. Stop. And they're like, and there's something Dorothy's, wrong with her. They're like, there's, there's something, something wrong with this lady. Wrong She's with a her. bitch. And Dorothy's like, y'all are being crazy. She's, you're just jealous that I have a new friend that isn't you three. And then she ends up being a raging anti-Semite. And then Dorothy kicks her out of the house. And that's how the episode ends. And she's like, I'm sorry if I became friends with a hateful woman. He can't come to the club. Why not? Gutman. What are you talking about? Gutman. He's Jewish, isn't he? I don't know. What difference does it make? Oh, big difference. The Mortimer Club is restricted. Barbara, why are you a member of a club like that? (laughs) Because they serve a great breakfast and the parking is free. Besides, it's their policy, not mine. Yeah, but you tolerate it. Dorothy, I tolerate a lot of things. So, anyway, she was married to Mr. Feeney, and she is very old and released her memoir this week. As I said, it's called Middle of the Rainbow. And... It has two funny pull quotes on the website. I think Timmy put these in here. One is from Jamie Lee Curtis, who definitely didn't read the book. Her quote is, A long life, a long career, a long marriage, all told with Bonnie's unflinching truth and humor. She's too busy campaigning to read this book. Ed Begley Jr. wrote a nice blurb that makes it seem like he he read the book. But she reveals that in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and the 70s, she had an open marriage with William Daniels. And it is somehow getting... Like this story by the, 95 okay, so year old is getting just Jared's it's, coverage. <laughs> it's, because I'm telling you, Mr. Feeney, I think this goes back to what we were talking about when we first, when, we, when I mentioned how Mr. Feeney has a chokehold on the culture. It, you're right. It is like very funny that it's like, why is, why is this open marriage written about in a memoir from the 70s by a woman from a show that was on years before anyone who reads Just Jared was born. That doesn't, and, a, and this woman doesn't have a millennial touch point the way Mr. Feeney does, you know? My thing was, I thought she meant now. She means no, in no, the no, 70s no. when they she were younger. She meant in the 70s when they were younger, uh, yes. Okay, so I gotta say, this is, these headlines make it seem like Mr. Feeney is scheming in his 70s. That he's 95 and like, yeah. like he's 95 and leaving the house, you know? Like, That's what he's I not thought. Leaving the house. That's he's not leaving thought. the house. 
So this is what the story is. And oh, I think okay. it's really for clearing it up. I just like it as Prince Harry counter-programming. And I think it's really interesting. Well, then that... read, then fucking read Middle of the Rainbow by Bonnie See, I'm going Bartlett. To. The, the only way to buy the paperback is on bearmanner-digital.myshopify.com. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's not like. <laughs> the, only read it, the only way to read this memoir is to go to a Publix in Delray Beach and ask for it behind the, the dairy counter. <laughs> Okay, no, I can't. I can't get it on Amazon. I can't get it on Amazon. But it's okay. not. There's no ebook. Okay. Or and if I'm buying a pa- if I'm buying a paperback book, I'm not buying it from Amazon. I'm buying it from like the publisher. I'm buying it from an independent bookstore. The only way Wait. you know what this would be an amazing way hmm. to get this book out there. Eighty for Brady. You buy a ticket, and with that ticket, you get the book. I think that's a good idea. I can order it at Books or Magic, and it says I can pick it up in 21 days. <laughs> Well, that, you know what that means? Emma has to go to a Publix in Delray Beach and get it for you. <laughs> if you check the price, it includes her flight. Emma looks at the Emma looks at her system and she's like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, it's funny to see this headline on Just Jared. Wife of William Daniels, a.k.a. Mr. Feeney, reveals that their open marriage and his affair <laughs> that left her devastated. Again, this is an affair that happened over 40 years ago to people who are currently in their mid-90s. <laughs> Maybe Jared was like, we should expand. Like, we should feature. I don't know. Um, speaking you're of right. the Boy Meets World people, like, oh, yeah, ruining our lives, guess who's running for Congress? That's Let's right. Number call. one big loser, Ben Savage. Oh, you have a call? Okay, read yes. it. Play it. Hello, DC Hooligan and political correspondent here um, to let you know that um, I just saw on political Twitter that Ben Savage has filed to run for Congress. Um in Adam Schiff district. I don't know if Adam Schiff is a who or a them outside of DC. He's definitely a them here. But um, yeah, Ben Savage for Congress, uh, a political reporter <laughs> retweeted it and said, boy meets Congress. So that's that. Boy meets Congress is like oh. the, the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, you already lost the one below this. What makes you think you could win the one above this? He lost the one many, many, many steps below this. Yeah. Why is he so obsessed with being in po- politics? What's he trying to do? I don't believe it. I have no idea. It's still crazy to me I have no idea that. why anyone would want to do this. Because he wanted to be on the West Hollywood City Council. He lost. It's just crazy to me that he is like foregoing the like 10 to $15 he could have made doing a recap podcast to run for Congress. I'm exaggerating. He could have made a lot more. He could have made a lot of money doing a recap podcast. He could have made a lot of money just interviewing Mr. Feeney about his, you know, escapades in the 70s. It says people's attempts to reach the Savage campaign were unsuccessful on Wednesday night. So it does seem like the the news journalists who were searching FEC like filings found this before Ben was ready to make an announcement. And so mm-hmm. we're probably going to hear something from him in the next few weeks. What, what gives celebrities like the cheek to just fucking do this? Yeah. You couldn't even win West Hollywood City Council and you expect me to vote for you for Congress? Not that I can vote for you. Now that it's getting all cold, there's nothing like wrapping yourself up in your like blanket on your comfortable mattress. You really notice how comfortable a Helix mattress is in the winter. Well, because you're spending more time in your bed because it's cold. Mm, you're so cozy and you don't want to leave. I'm always checking the dock in bed. I mean, you're just like in bed all cozy look like type typing on the laptop mm-hmm. doing fake work reading a mm-hmm. little book it's the only place to be especially if you've got a helix mattress there's nothing like it they have 20 unique mattresses including the award-winning Lux collection the newly released elite collection they have a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers they have mattresses for kids and of course you take the quiz to find out which mattress is right for you and then it ships to your door free of charge and if you don't like it they have a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty, so you can try it out and like return it if it doesn't work for you. I have the Midnight Lux, and it's so freaking comfortable. <laughs> and Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. So go to helixsleep.com who and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our 
tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster and then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just I drag and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. And there it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. We've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very Gotta nice. make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, Bobby Lindsay. Can you guys talk about Hong Chow? Um, I've seen two movies recently. You can probably guess which two um, that she was in. I just feel like she came out of nowhere. Have you talked about her before? Can you tell me about her? Okay. Thank you. Promising young, promising young woman, woman. We definitely talked about Hong Chao in like 2017 when Downsizing came out, when she was kind of brand new. Didn't you really like mm -hmm. Downsizing? Didn't you like Downsizing more than I did? I liked it more than you. I liked it more than most people. But but I remember her, her being standout, iconic, amazing, the best, whatever. She's the best part and of the movie, for sure. Definitely. And I do I do remember everyone agreeing with me on that. Being like, okay, mm -hmm. who is this? I don't even... Why have I never heard of her? And since then, she didn't get an Oscar nomination for Downsizing, but she did get a Golden Globe nomination for Downsizing. And she's currently receiving a lot of Oscar buzz for her role in The Whale, which I have not seen yet. I keep putting it off because it's like, do I really oh, want I to have, do this honey. to myself? I have honey and no, you is don't. Is she the best part of the whale, as has been said? Sure, but that's saying like, you know, um, uh, that's like saying. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> come on. That's, oh God, well, all on. these bad, all these really bad analogies keep. That's like saying like yard time is the best part about prison, you know? <laughs> is that bad? Okay, that's good. Is that good? That's good. That's okay. really good, actually. Sorry. In the year since we talked about her last, she's been in so many things and gotten so much more buzz she was in fucking homecoming mm. i didn't watch the second season of that because i heard it was bad but she's really good in the first season and kind of has a teaser role she's extremely important and great in watchmen but everyone's important and great in watchmen and this year she's in two buzzy movies getting awards buzz for both performances one of them is the whale as we said the other one is the menu which is i haven't seen the whale but i don't think it's a comedy her performance in the menu is straight up a comedic performance and she's basically the funniest part of the movie. Can I help you, sir? <clears throat> yeah, what, what the hell are these? These are tortillas. Tortillas deliciosas. Yeah, so what, what are these? These are tortillas, which contain Echo Bright's tax records and other documents showing how your company has created invoices with fake charges. But still, the movie is bad. So, like, it's, you know, she shines. I think it's interesting that she keeps being getting put in these buzzy moot or taking or whatever, these buzzy movies that are not that good. But still, she's almost her like performance a ringer. <laughs> she's 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 developing a reputation as a ringer. There's something about she's on everybody's her name is on everybody's lips, you know? <laughs> No, it's true. It is It is quite true. And I think that getting an Oscar nomination uh, will only do, do you think more she'll for be her nominated? career. That's a, dumb, that's a dumb thing to say. I don't know. If she is nominated, though, it feels like she might not be. She does seem to be at the top of a lot of lists or near the top of a lot of lists, but she's by no means, like, ubiquitous. She's not all over those lists in the same way that, like, Angela Bassett is Timothy or Gurley oh. from Banshees of Inishirin, Carrie Condon. But Hong Chao's amazing. She kind of did come out of nowhere, seemingly, because she started, like, her first big roles were just instantly a thing. Her first big TV role was Treme, and everyone kind of talked about that because she grew up in New Orleans. And when her parents left Vietnam, her parents left Vietnam when her mom was still pregnant with her, and then they moved instantly to New Orleans. And so her first major TV role is in Treme, which is a buzzy show by the creator of, mm -hmm. wasn't it, uh, uh, David Simon? 
So it's this big David Simon show. She has a role in it. And her first big movie role gets her Oscar buzz. So like when that happens, it's like, what else is there to say about her? She's a new actor. It sort of reminds me of like Lupita Nyong'o starting or like Jennifer Lawrence starting. It's like their right, first big like things are huge. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're but right. I was trying to find out like, who is she dating? Because I remember there being stories about how she gave birth. She had a baby during the pandemic. And when she filmed The Whale, I was reading something like months ago about her being on the set of The Whale and it just being like a very loving and positive experience. And she was able to, I believe, bring her baby with her and like get all the time she needed if she needed to be with the baby. Mm. And Brendan Fraser was so nice. But I was like, oh, who is the, is there another parent, right? So I was like, Uh is there another parent or is she a single parent? Like, what is the what is the other what is going There's on in her a, personal you life? You wanted to know more you know? about her because we do we know like, so little. Yeah, we know little. We know so little about. She talks about her childhood a lot, and she talks about like her family, but she doesn't really talk about her personal life as a, an adult now in a way that feels very. I don't know. It always it always adds an allure and like a a sheen of themdom when people are a little more secretive, and I couldn't find any details about this baby. And I'm just like, okay, this is by design. Hong Hong Chao is like an extremely I mean, private person. It's, right, we don't know anything. It's by design. Clearly, it's yeah. by design. Yeah. Um, the only thing we know for certain is that she is the girly on everyone's lips. <laughs> She's the girly on everybody's lips. She's the girly on everyone's lips. And as also Timmy points out, one of two Vietnamese actors currently having a moment after Ki Hui Quan in uh, freaking everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Who is probably going to win Best Supporting Actor, maybe, potentially. I don't know. That was so exciting. I'm not a voter. You know, obviously, uh, we talk a lot about immigrants right now. We talk a lot yeah. about refugees. Your parents, your family had this incredible story, which is, as you mentioned, you came here, you had a sponsor of this country. Uh, it seems to have been very welcoming, in a way, to your family. Is it a story that you feel comfortable telling these days with everything going on? Well, you know, my natural inclination is to not talk about myself, which is why I'm here on this talk show. (laughs) (laughs) But I think given the climate, if, you know, if it helps to share my story so it can humanize a a refugee, uh, I'm I'm happy to share it. But I'm, you know, I I also grew up, I lived in government housing. I needed um, government assistance. I was one of those kids who, um, needed lunch assistance, and that's been in the news, and I needed Pell Grants to, to go to college, and, you know, I don't feel like I'm a scourge to society, so... <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. There was a vacation in Antarctica over the holiday with the most random group of people I could probably name, and I don't know how they all know each other and who organized the trip, but it's favorite Nepo baby, Zoe Deutsch, her boyfriend from that show with the, the poop, the, the Netflix poop show, Nina Dobra, Sean White, and then the Formula One driver, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, what? Also, vacationing in Antarctica. Who are them? Crunch, crunch. So, uh, <laughs> once again, we have a random group of who's, and I guess some them's. Lewis Hamilton, I would call a them. And like Sean White is kind of a them. Sean White a them, yeah. I think yeah. the Sean White and Lewis Hamilton are them's. I don't think anyone else is is a them. So this have... reminds me of it's it's giving Jesus and Anna Kendrick in Ireland in Iceland. <laughs> Right. Remember that? But they one-up them because they're like, we're going to fucking Antarctica. Yeah. I couldn't really figure out. I mean, you don't don't need a reason for who's to go on vacation together. Everyone knows. But it's like, it seems like really a double date vacay with Zoe Deutsch and her boyfriend, Jimmy Tatra, who's also an actor. I think he... Mm He's famous from um, American Vandal, American Vandal, right? and, uh-huh. YouTube, and YouTube and stuff, maybe. And Nina Dobrev and Sean White, who were all on this like tr- this boat together. But then I read that the boat was like for Lewis Hamilton's birthday. So I'm like, is Lewis Hamilton friends with all these people or somehow? And then like he's the one who like rented the boat for his birthday. Because then they're also the all like one, for sure, right? And then they're also snowboarding with Jared Leto. I'm like, was he there? But it didn't really feel like these other guys were Lewis and J- Jared were with them. Yeah. With yeah. um, Zoe and Nina when they were like posing with all of these like melting ice caps, you know, mm-hmm. when they were like, cheers, see, see you soon, maybe, <laughs> you know, like when they were, you know, warming our climate with their with their presences, you know? Yes. 
Yes. I know exactly what you mean. And I think that it being a double date that turned into a group hang is seemingly what happened here, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the sponsorship, what the rules are in terms of revealing things, but it's hard for me to believe that a celebrity goes on a trip like this and takes this many photos of the trip like this and gets this much coverage about the trip like this without thinking they got the trip free and paid Well, that's for. what I was thinking, but I I swear to God, I There's scoured. There's no discussion of it. I scoured. And I didn't find any sort of... Because it's not Spawn unless there's... There's not Spawn unless there's Spawn. You know, it's not Spawn unless somebody says this is Spawn or like here's what I'm promoting. No, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so. But is it? But are the what are the are the rules such that where it's like, oh, we're just giving you a free trip. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to promote anything. Just go on the trip. Do you still have to reveal those sorts of things in your post? Yes. Do you well, have to reveal it, if you got the trip free? There's no way to even know what what it is that they're promoting so therefore I could go buy it like like a promotion you can't like promote something without telling me how to buy does that well, make sense here's like the thing. like I need to know what it is the reason that I think that this is one of those places where you could feasibly in my stupid I don't know anything about the law brain in a way that wouldn't actually break any laws or like disclosure policies is that like going to Antarctica of all places there aren't many ways to get there so they could g- just be promoting the general idea of going to Antarctica because you think they're promoting you try- actual Antarctica, like like Antarctica, like companies that do Antarctica tourism, because there aren't that many of them. Like if you want to go to Antarctica, mm. you don't have many options. And so it could just be from like the Antarctic Tourism Association, because they probably all have to work together because it's a very small little industry. It's very specific. You have to leave from very specific places. And I think it could just be like, do this thing. And just by the very nature of you doing this, if people say, oh, interesting, I want to go to Antarctica, you don't have any options when you Google it. I just think we're being a little conspiracy minded here. Like, obviously, I think celebrities like have a lot of backhanded deals and wheels and deals, wheelings and dealings. Mm-hmm. But in face value, there is nothing here that is spawn. It's weird that Jared Leto and Lewis Hamilton are there. But when you think about it in terms of a double date, Sean White mm-hmm. and Nina Dobrev and Zoe Deutsch and Jimmy Tatro make sense together <laughs> to me. Anyway, it's not explicitly spawned, but it's hard to believe that things like that aren't implicitly spawned or low-key spawned. Yeah, they're right. I want to go to Antarctica. See, it worked. Me too. Me too. It worked. Me too. It worked. It worked. Okay, who do you want to do next? We've skipped Renee Rapp one million times, so do you want to do her? No. I have some breaking font news, and I promise this is going to be relevant for the question I have at the end, but the State Department today officially announced that they are no longer using Times New Roman internally. They're switching to Calibri. Now, I feel like Times New Roman is like the biggest them of font, but I don't know. It's had a kind of a big fall from grace for the past 10 years, just from my perspective. So uh, all of this is to say um, who did them, Times New Roman, Calibri, um, Ariel, and what's another, I guess all the other ones would be whose, because I, I can't remember. I don't know. Who did them font? Thanks. The State Department announced that they're getting rid of Times New Roman. I'm going to quote John Hudson on Twitter. Big news for font freaks. Times New Roman is being phased out at the State Department and replaced by Calibri. Secretary Blinken sent a cable to all embassies today. Imagine getting this. Directing staff not to send him any more papers with Times New Roman. The subject line was, the Times New Roman are a changing. Apparently, Calibri is a more accessible font. That's how he puts it. Okay. But what's them here? Times I New Roman or that. Calibri? Um, uh, Has Calibri like come up in the world? Is it has it outshone Times New Roman? I gotta say I'm not really a font girly. This is more you. What do you think? I've noticed Calibri as like a default on things more and more over the past few years. Yeah. I don't like I don't really like it that much. I think it's I think it's a little too swishy. It's a little too Oh I can't speak uh, to that. It doesn't feel for it doesn't feel formal enough to me. You know, I'd rather oh. have the hard edges of a of an aerial. 
or a Helvetica. All I know is what Kelly I choose Brazil to read. Gentle. You know what font I choose to read when I read my Kindle. You know, and I just I usually go with like the standard. I go with Calibri. I think. What's the one that's standard on Kindle? It's called like bookish. It's like a Kindle specific font. But then you I can like change that one. It. You can change it. Yeah, the the it is the standard one is good. It is easy to read. Yeah, I just think it's easier to read. I do Serifs. feel like Times New Roman is over. Like even like Google Docs, like you're we're no. always going with Arial. No one's going. No one's choosing not Times New Roman to. It is you know. dated. It's in its flop era. It might be yeah. fully falling from grace. So Times New Roman is in its flop era because it used to be what we used in. for like every Everything. essay. Everything you would like hand in an essay and like make sure it's in uh, Times New Roman. Yeah. Now it's like, who is she? You know, like if I see that font, I'm like, I don't even recognize. Actually, let me make this entire thing Times New Roman and see if I can even like deal with it. What do we have our, our oh. oh God. It's disgusting. It's so small. Ew. It's so <laughs> This doc is going to stay in Times New Roman. What do we keep our doc in? Don't we keep it in? Um, Ariel. The doc, the quote unquote doc is always in Ariel. You know what? I think Times New Roman is themier than Calibri. But I it also is. think the Times of Roman is in its flop era. But it's also like, what are the fonts that you can name? If you were like, if you're going around a circle and each naming a font, this actually would be a fun drinking game. It's like you would name like which ones would you name first? Like you'd name if um, you keep the beat, uh, if you keep the beat, and then you rent and you're like, you would Times name like Comic Sans, Arial, you'd Helvetica, yeah, like yeah, Comic Sans, c- c- Curls. Career New, Curls Career MT, new. yeah, Impact. <laughs> you know, Georgia. Do would you say Georgia? How far would you Georgia, say Georgia? For sure, I'd say Georgia. You'd I'd say, say Futura. Georgia. Would you say Helvetica New? Or just Helvetica? Of course, Helvetica new. Helvetica. Yeah. Helvetica black. Mm-hmm. Helvetica ultra. <laughs> Helvetica bold. You know, Helvetica condensed. But I'm just saying I'd run out. I'd run out pretty fast after all those. Those are the, I'd you know. I think that at some point in time, actually, I would, I suspect that the Gen Zs, the people coming up on word processors now, writing their papers in, in high school, are not using Times New Roman. I bet they're not even familiar with it. I'd love to know. But I wonder, because when you're like a teacher teaching, don't you say like, okay, here's how you format your essays. Like, do you give a font? Were you given a font? It's just like we all just did Times New Roman. I don't think I was given a font. I think it was just understood. We didn't have many options. Understood. I think it was like, don't do something crazy. You know, like right. don't, do, don't, don't, don't submit don't it in do curls. MT. Yeah. <laughs> Remember dafontfree.net? I do. God, I, st- I still go to Defont all the Remember time. We're downloading fonts and like making fun things with fonts. Remember, I still do this, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I still do this constantly. Okay. I know you love to download. Fonts. So okay, what are we fine. saying here? That yeah. Calibri is hooier than Times New Roman. Arial yeah. is probably themier than Times New Roman. I would say, but just barely. Yeah. Times New Roman is Times New Roman's in its flop era. Let's do the last call. Hi, Who Weekly team. Uh, long time, long time. I'm wondering, um, what is Salesforce and is it a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. What is Salesforce and is it a who or a them? This is funny to me because I've never known what Salesforce is, this but is I think it's a them. I quit my full-time job. <laughs> I think it's a them, but I don't know what it is. It's definitely a them because I've heard of it and I've never had to actually yeah. use it, which is the proof of like them dumb. It's like I'm all, you're always hearing about Salesforce, you know? Right. Sales I'm always hearing Force. about Salesforce. I don't you're know what it is. Salesforce, yeah. But it's a yeah, them. You're always hearing about Salesforce. I looked at the thing and it says services. It's it's a cloud-based software company, and then yeah. on services on Wikipedia it says cloud computing. I don't know what they put in there. The logo is a cloud that says Salesforce in it, but if it I don't understand what it is, and I really don't care, but it is if a them. They just use it to, they use it to sell. No? They use it to sell. Okay. They use it to sell. Okay. They use it to sell. So is it's one, two, three, them. them. You know that feeling you get when things just magically work? And you're like, wow. Yes. Well, that's Salesforce. It's like. They use it to sell. Okay. They use it to sell. Or. They use it to sell. Okay. They use it to sell. Wow your customers in a whole new way with Salesforce. <laughs> and we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at who, uh, 619 who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing every day. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly to get bonus episodes, commentary tracks, newsletter, Discord server, and more. You can also get the audio only on Apple Podcasts by clicking subscribe within the Apple Podcasts app. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Yeah.
Hey guys, I'm out here on the streets of my street, and it's like who on the beach? We're fucking beautiful. AOC's voice from a little speaker. Speaking of Richard Gere, did you guys know his middle name is Tiffany? Wow, twice a week. Okay, so I wasn't I wasn't going to call and talk about how fucking Drake's son is actually named Adonis, not Apollo, because it doesn't matter, and I don't want Lindsay to scream ghetto life. Um, but I ended up I was doing my grocery list while I was listening, and I just subconsciously wrote Adonis on my grocery list instead of I guess calling you guys, which I think is literally insane. Um, so anyway. Crunch, crunch. Sorry for this call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I live in the Bedford area, and I was actually driving like right around Richard Gere's hotel when I was listening to the pod this week, and to that like segment specifically. And I wanted to call you, but I couldn't because there's no cell service there, and we really, really, really do need a tower in that spot. And I do think that Richard Gere knows about this whole thing because it's a small community and he actually used to live closer to the hotel but he recently sold his house for like 20 million dollars and bought a house in a town called north salem which is about like 15 minutes from the hotel now but i have to imagine that he knows all these people and that they've all complained to him um and i'm sure that martha also knows but doesn't care because her house is too far away uh, from the cell, where the cell tower will be for its matter. Um, but I'm super happy that it's going in because we actually do really need it. So, um, yay. Uh, crunch, crunch. Who weekly on the beach? Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Crunch, crunch. <laughs>